Welcome to Inner Peace to Go, your source for practical, proven strategies to reduce stress and make life easier. I'm your host, Sandy Cohen, and I am so glad you're here. Let's dig in. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Inner Peace to Go. Thank you so much for tuning in. So this is going to be the fourth installment of my Shondaland.com series, and it's all about why decluttering is so good for our mental health. But before I get to that, I just want to celebrate. This is my 25th episode. I am so excited. This show started in the beginning of January, and I have released an episode every week for now 25 weeks. I am super duper stoked. I am so grateful to you for listening. This would be nothing without you. I'm so excited to share these strategies about inner peace, to be learning alongside you as I talk to these interesting guests. So I just am so grateful. So yay, 25 episodes. Here's to the next 25 and the next 25 after that. And thank you so much for being a part of it. It would be nothing without you. So thank you. And I do want to let you know that there may be a bit of a delay before we get to the next 25 episodes because I am going to be taking a bit of a break. I'll still be running episodes, but they'll be a little less frequent. And some of them are going to be reruns of some of the most popular episodes to date. So I'm going to be taking a bit of a break, but it's going to be totally worth it because I am going to be preparing a bunch of new interviews and new content to keep our peace train going strong. So I do need to just catch my breath for a minute and great stuff will be coming. Some of the upcoming episodes are going to include a series about work and finding our purpose. There's going to be stories from people who made peace with their bodies and got into the best shape of their life in their 50s. And we're also going to be hearing from some mindfulness and meditation experts. So I promise there's a lot of good stuff coming down the pike. And I will continue to release episodes. They just won't, they might not be every single week. So now it is time to get into part four of my Shondaland.com series. So as you know, Shondaland.com is the website of Shonda Rhimes, who is the brilliant visionary behind Bridgerton and Inventing Anna and Scandal and so many other great shows. And since January, I've been writing a series for this website called A Path to Wellbeing. And each of these articles is touching on different things we can do to generate more well-being in our lives, to boost our mental health and just, you know, or help us feel good. So I've been learning so much great stuff and having such cool conversations to prepare those stories that I wanted to share that stuff with you here. So this installment is about decluttering for greater peace of mind. And this is something that I personally really struggle with. I, I'm a clutter bug. I mean, I have so many books and I have such a hard time getting rid of books, even though I give them to the library. Like I donate them. They have a resale shop. I have so many clothes and now I'm working from home. So it's like I'm not even wearing all these clothes that I have, but still I don't get rid of it. I just have such a tough time with it. Um, so decluttering tips is something I really need and I couldn't be alone with this. Hopefully I'm not. I did an episode actually about decluttering. It's episode 11 if you want to go back and listen to it and 
this was an interview with a woman who's a professional organizer and also a massage therapist. And one of the things she told me is that people who have a lot of clutter in their spaces also have corresponding tension in their bodies. So that tells me that decluttering isn't just good for our peace of mind. It's good for our physical well-being. I mean, it's good for our overall well-being. It's just we we don't want to be overloaded with stuff. And I say that as someone who is kind of overloaded with stuff. And in this article that I, the Shondaland article I wrote, I started it out by talking about cramped closets and bursting bookshelves. And I swear that was like just looking around the room what I saw. So please know that as I tell you what I've learned here about decluttering, that I am not an expert, that I am someone who really needs this advice. And you know what's something else that's interesting is there's a spiritual element to decluttering too. You know, the Zen master, he recently passed, Thich Nhat Hanh, even he talked about letting go of items that we don't need and not in like a renunciation of all possessions kind of way, but just in a living simply and living easily kind of way. So I think there's a lot to it and I need to learn from these experts. So anyway, there's also been studies on this and having too much stuff doesn't just make your place cluttered. It makes your mind less calm. Some studies show that people who live in cluttered spaces feel bad not only about their homes, but about their lives. Spending time around a lot of disorganization leads us to feeling stressed and distracted and overwhelmed. And plus, if it's our own disorganization, we waste a lot of time and money. We waste time looking for things, and then we waste money buying things that we already have but couldn't find. So letting go of excess is a great thing to do. I mean, for your for your physical space, for your emotional and mental well-being. And even when I just say like letting go of excess, that feels open and easy. Not easy to do, but like an easy feeling. It feels good to let go of excess. Like just like we might might want to let go of excess weight, excess worries, excess obligations and ultimately excess stuff. So why is it so hard to get rid of stuff even when we know that it has the power to make us feel lighter and happier and more clear-headed? It is because stuff isn't just stuff. Objects hold energy and it could be all tied up with our identity, our feelings about money, our feelings about our own worth, our self-image, who we are in the world. It could be about our family history and legacy. It's a lot. And so it's not just letting go of stuff. There's a lot of ideas and emotions wrapped into that stuff. And you know what's interesting is it actually does not take long for us to form connections with our stuff. That's why if someone's offering you something and you don't think you want it, it's better to turn it down because once you take it, even if it's just something simple like a free tote bag, now it's harder to get rid of now that it's yours. It's so interesting. So there was a study, and I, I don't think I put this in the article, but there was a study where researchers gave the volunteers a simple coffee mug, like a plain coffee mug, nothing special about it, and asked the volunteers what they thought the mug was worth. And they maybe, you know, maybe they said like $2 or something like that. And then a short time later, they asked the volunteers 
would they sell that mug back, you know, back to them? And how much would they sell it for? And the people wanted to sell it for like $5, even though just a short time earlier, they said it was worth about $2. Because once we own it or, you know, it belongs to us, then the perceived value increases. So given how attached we and I am to our things, I really benefited from hearing from experts on this issue. So here's what the experts had to say. First of all, they said, and I read this in more than one place, a woman who I interviewed, and then I also read this other book about spiritual decluttering. And they said, it's good to set an intention for your space. So before you even get out your bins and boxes, like before you really get started to look at the room or, or the house as a whole, the apartment as a whole, and set an intention for the space. And an intention could be like, I am clearing out this clutter for greater peace of mind. Or even something more vague, like I intend to live simply in my home. And then you could also do intention, in the book they talked about doing intentions for each room. So like for the bedroom, you might say, I intend for my bedroom to be peaceful and restorative. Or for your office or your desk, you could say, my office is a place for creativity and vitality. And what it does, what setting these intentions does is it gives you a touch point as you go through your items. So you get out your bins, you know, you get your garbage bag and your donate box and then your stuff I'm going to keep pile. And as you go through each item, you can ask yourself if it supports your intention for the space. So if you intend for your bedroom to be restful and restorative, you know, maybe that pile of work folders really doesn't fit there. And the intention serves as a guidepost for what you really want to include in the space. And it also, to me, underscores what what our actual desire is, not just for the space, but for how we want to live in that space. So I think this is really powerful to set an intention as you begin your decluttering. The other thing, another tip that she offered, and I know this is super helpful for me, and that is to start small. It's so tempting, especially when you're cluttered, to be like, I'm going to clean out the entire bedroom, or I'm going to completely take everything out of my closet, and it's going to look like one of those closets you see in a magazine. That's kind of a recipe for overwhelm, and the decluttering expert who I spoke with for this Sean Deland story said start small, both in terms of time and in terms of space. So like, don't just start with the bedroom. Start with like one corner of the bedroom. Start with your nightstand and set a timer. And so if you have 20 minutes that you're going to work on your decluttering project, spend 10 minutes going through the items and actually decluttering and spend the second half of your time cleaning up. That way, your nightstand will actually look better. You'll be able to see the fruits of your labor which is motivating, like can motivate you to keep going. So I know this is true for me. I need to start small. One shelf of the closet is like enough of a starting place for me because I can easily get overwhelmed, particularly with the, all the clothes. And same goes for my bookcase. I start remembering all these books. Oh, I love this one and I don't want to part with it. And you know, I just need to, <laughs> I need to start small. So I really appreciated that advice. The expert also told me about, and this makes great sense too, is paying attention to the energy of your items. 
trying to recognize why certain items feel really sticky to you or like obligatory that you keep and things like that. So I mentioned earlier about how much our identity can be tied in with our items, our sense of worth and our sense of money. Oh, but this is brand new. I never used it. So that's an important consideration when we are decluttering. And I think we really need to be self-compassionate as we do this because it's hard. It's it's hard to not only to be attached to items, but then to realize I'm attached to items and then like makes me feel kind of silly. But it's not silly. Of course, it's not silly. I mean, and if you're attached to it, you're attached to it. So I try to really be gentle with myself. And this can be particularly challenging. Our attachment to the energy in our items can be particularly challenging when we're talking about things that are infused with tons of memories or family heirlooms or things that are infused with a lot of expectations, like an unfinished crafting project. You know, you don't want to throw it away because like, what if you finish it and you sort of envision yourself as someone who finishes things and how nice it would be when that scrapbook is really done. But meanwhile, you've had the stuff for years. You haven't done the scrapbook. In cases like that, I think it's better to let it go. And I have to admit, I'm saying this as someone who has a ton of socks from when I was on this huge sock monkey kick and I got all these really cute socks and I was making all these sock monkeys. But it's been a long time since I made a sock monkey. So it's really probably time to let go of all those socks or start wearing them or something. So paying attention to the energy, family heirlooms, she mentioned family heirlooms is a really challenging one because you feel like, oh, I've been entrusted with this and this carries all this family history. And in cases like that, it might be good if someone else can take it on, maybe someone in your family or maybe somebody who really needs like a pewter watering can or, you know, whatever the item might be. So I think that's important to consider. And another thing is like gifts. Gifts from somebody that you love, especially someone who you love who's no longer here. So like, you know, you have some kind of item from your Nana. The item is not your Nana, you know? And if the item is not something that you love, that you use, or that you need, then it's probably clutter. And it's not your Nana. It's just an item. And the love that inspired your Nana to give that to you is still there. So... This, I think, is one of the most challenging aspects of decluttering, is, is recognizing the energy, the emotional energy, and all the things that we invest in our stuff, the feelings, the identity issues that we invest in our things. Another really important point that the professional organizer, she's a professional organizer and a feng shui educator. Another thing she pointed out is that out of sight is not out of mind. Having too many possessions is stressful regardless of where you keep them. And I know that for me, it can be very tempting to just get some of those big plastic bins and put all of my things in the plastic bin and then just like put it in the garage or the shed or the attic or the basement. But Or even people who rent all that public storage. There's tons of public storage places because people are overrun with stuff. But that is still stressful. Plus, if it's public storage, then you're paying for it as well. So too much stuff is too much stuff. No matter where you keep it, it still weighs on you and you'll feel lighter and better if you let it go. So again, all advice that I personally totally need and advice that came from organizing experts, both who I interviewed and whose books I read. So the big takeaway here is really to look at your things in service of the you that you want to be. 
So whether that's somebody who's, you know, efficient and organized, somebody who's together, somebody who's relaxed, somebody who's peaceful, someone who isn't too attached to her stuff. I want to be somebody who's organized and peaceful and not too attached to my stuff. So we think about our highest intentions for ourselves and for our space and then let that inspire us when it comes to deciding what to keep and what to let go of. And the other big takeaway again is baby steps. Let's start small. Let's start with one corner. Let's start with one shelf. Let's start with 20 minutes and then just keep at it. So let me know if this is something that is helpful for you or something that you struggle with. Like I would love to continue to have this conversation because as I have said like 900 times, this is something that I struggle with despite having done all this research and read several books. So I would love to talk further about this. You know, you can always find me on Instagram or on Twitter, you know, Sandy. Anyway, I'd love to hear from you and let me know if these tips are helpful. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening to the previous 24 episodes. Thank you for the privilege of allowing me to do this and connect with you in this way. It is a great honor and joy to me. And I'm so excited to continue. So I hope you'll bear with me during my break and maybe re-listen to some of the rerun episodes and I will drop some original ones in there too. I thank you in advance for your patience. I will include the original Shondaland story in the show notes and I'll include the book title. I reference a book. I'll include that title in there as well. And if you like this podcast, please consider subscribing on Apple Podcasts or following on Spotify. That way, when my intermittent slash sporadic episodes do come out you'll be sure to get them and thank you for listening thank you for being here and I'll talk to you again soon hey if you want to keep the peaceful vibes going get on my email list I'd love to send you my free ebook the ultimate stress busters guide packed with actionable steps to bring on the chill plus I'll send you more tips and inspiration every week There's a link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox.